0: Uh, 19 one through fifteen, <coughs> and so the problem is that was God. God had us in the in the church discipline last time. I, I'm not sure w- how well this is going to fit, but we'll see how how teaching about uh, well, it's Jesus is still on the way. T- Jesus is on the way to the cross. There's there's been this. Luke is very clear on this he's like now he set his face to go towards ch- Jerusalem Matthew is a little more like now he goes away from that place into a new place and so that's what we're going to experience today um, and we just come and, and it, we're continuing from what we've been doing since 18 so it was, this quali- it was this question about who's the greatest Jesus uses the example of a, of a child who has no status you should become like this and then we have the parable of the lost sheep where in the end God says uh, Jesus says in 14 that God's not willing it's not the purpose of God to that people perish. And then he goes into how how do we then do what do we do when we sin against each other? And he laid out the 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 way of church discipline last time. And also for us who thought we didn't have any more to be forgiven, he tells the parable of the wicked servant and says like, no, you're all in like massive unpayable debt. If we don't forgive people from the heart, then we can see that we have not been changed. And then we come to today's text we'll read 19 through 15 now when Jesus has finished these things he went away uh, from Galilee and entered into the region of Judea beyond the Jordan <laughs> not Jordan Jordan a large clou- crowd followed him and he healed them there And the Pharisees came up to him and tested him by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answers, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, Therefore a man should leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer one, but two. no they're no no longer two but one flesh what therefore God has joined together let no man separate they said to him why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and to send her away and he said to them because of the hardness of your hearts Moses allowed you to divorce your wives but from the beginning it was not so And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality, and marries, another commits adultery. Then the disciples said to him, If such is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, Not everyone can receive this thing, but only those whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have been... Who has made themselves eunuchs for the sake eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, let the one who is able to receive receive it. Then children were brought to him, that he may lay his hands on them, and pray. The disciples rebuked the people, because Jesus said, because but but Jesus said, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them, and he went away. Amen. Uh, Sometimes uh, people say it's hard to preach from the Gospels, because the teachings are not obvious. Because here Jesus is being lured into a trap. So Jesus is not really teaching on divorce. He's, uh, he's trying to correct their misunderstanding of what a divorce is. And so sometimes it becomes a little bit strange to try to fill in the, where the different things, and I've read tons of commentaries, and they spend a long time on a lot of things. But the big problem here is what Jesus says, have you never read the scriptures? Because they come up to test him. They're not asking about this. They have no intention of obeying it they are there to catch him in his words and it's an extreme contrast to what we see in the first verses where Jesus He um, can you take uh, the map section the maps yes so we're going from Galilee we're going over to this part there if you just take the next one we're going to pe- pe- Pereteria Petra, on the east side of the Jordan, so he's there somewhere. He went from Galilee and is in this region and is going towards Jerusalem. So so what happens? Well, people who are seeking after Jesus come out to him. We've seen the crowds. They're the ones who receive the miracles. They're the ones who receive his his concern. They're the ones who are truly seeking after who he is. They get healed then we have the massive contrast to the Pharisees that also are seeking him. But we've talked about it before, they're not seeking him to listen. They're seeking him to argue. How can they trap, trap him in there? How can they get him to... <laughs> how can they <laughs> trap him in his words? If you take the first quote slide... Then you get a quote today. All right. So the real the real intent of the Pharisees is to discredit Jesus and get him to contradict the law, so they would have reasons for he, reasons for him to get tried. In in this time, according to all the smart people, there are two different schools and two different interpretations of Deuteronomy twenty four. One says that for whatever reason you can divorce your wife. So if she burns food on the stove, it's like, I am divorcing you. The other one is, uh, is, uh, is more uh, uh, way more and says, no, there is no divorce except for the sin of adultery. Now, Old Testament adultery is punished by what? Death. So at this point in time they're not allowed to kill anyone because they own a Roman rule but the, the the punishment from adultery was death So so we have these competing schools and we'll see it with we've we'll seen with the Miles was laughing but we will see it with the we would see it with the response that that the disciples have because maybe today we look at our culture and say, "Well, our culture's your marriage is very low," and, and 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 you know, uh, people get divorced all the time. But the disciples are like shocked that marriage is so important. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get there. But. Um, but if you can take now i no, just off the top of my head there's a slide about what's the ma- marriage right yes this is our definition <laughs> of marriage in this fellowship you just signed this because that's part of the part of the um, statement of faith marriage has been instituted by God this is what Jesus is going to say in the text this, deferred, this church defines marriage as an exclusive covenant union of one man and one woman in which such a union is a lifetime commitment. So this is the intent that we will see Jesus talk about. That's a far, far, far away picture from what apparently culture has become at that point in time, where some of the people can divorce for any, or, any odd reason. Now we have to remember that women could not divorce. So that's why also it doesn't make good sense today to say, oh, this is how divorce should be handled because the women don't have can't divorce so it's not it's not a one to one to oh this is how we're going to do things today because they did not have that choice or they could not do that so it's talking to the men and it's also the men that are coming to confront Jesus with this okay then if we go back to the text and he says <coughs> so they're trying to trick him and they say is it lawful Lawful to, to um, divorce one's wife for any cause, and Jesus is like, man, we've been, (laughs) we've been over this before. Like, apparently, like with the Sadducees, like, oh, apparently you don't read your Bible, which is funny because they would say that they are, they are like, experts in the law and so with the Sadducees Jesus says like God is not God of the dead it's clear from the scriptures he's God of the living so Jesus then says okay smart people you apparently have not read your Bible Uh, what? yeah you know Genesis 2 yeah yeah but you know they will come with their objections and he says like and he reads like have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And said, Therefore, a man should leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two should become one flesh. So they are no longer one. <laughs> I said it every time. They are no longer two, but one flesh. And this is the intention of marriage. What, therefore, God has joined together, let no man separate. So, so, Jesus is saying you're asking the wrong question. You should not be asking about how easy you can divorce your wives. You should, be, you should be asking yourself from how God instituted this union to be fused together as one with God and one another. It's not intended that you can rip that apart. Then the smart people would say, but, and it's, it's a funny, it's a funny, it's a funny way they they phrase it. I think it's a gross mis- script mis misunderstanding of what the intention was of the text. They said to him, "Why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and send them her away?" So, if I was Jesus, I'm not Jesus, but. Uh, and that's very good Uh, I'm not I would have said something like guys you have misunderstood everything Moses doesn't command you to do anything if you read the text if you read the text he gives a concession it is not a command it is not you have to divorce your wife no it's a possibility in a very 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 limited way and that is bisexual immorality of some sort of kind. It doesn't so clear there, but Jesus ties it up and clears it up. The thing is that, first of all, they don't really want to listen. Second, Jesus comes and says, this is not, Jesus is not, Moses is not commanding you to divorce your wives. You have misunderstood. And then, even he goes to the, hu- to the heart of the mass and says why then is this even con- a concession that's made because of the hardness of your heart Moses allowed you to divorce your wives but from the beginning it was not so so Jesus says this is what it was supposed to be but because your hearts are so hot God made a concession that you could actually divorce your wives but that was not that was not the intention from the beginning and then he gives it and this is actually only Matthew. Matthew is the only one who makes this clarification. Uh, most of the three other Gospels seems that it's impossible to be to, to get divorced. Matthew adds this from Jesus and says, and I say to you, and so he d- he goes with a uh, stricter interpretation, not the one, oh, you burned my food, we're divorced. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery now there's been lots of struggle over this verse for many people but I really think this goes to the heart of why why is it that those people want to divorce is it just in their hearts to lust after somebody else and then you get a divorce and marry somebody because of your lust no 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 that's not that's not the way it's supposed to be because then you're just committing sexual immorality. By lusting after somebody else, you're not supposed to just get a divorce. I remember some... I'm just, just off to the top of my head. I remember a Muslim guy, Some one time I talked to, he talked about prostitution in the Muslim country. I was like, how can... I mean, that shouldn't really really be possible, right? You can't have sex outside of marriage. He said, no, 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 no. It's a, It's a lot smarter. It's a lot smarter. Because at the brothels, then you just get married. You just get married to the person, and you have sex with them, and then you can leave again, you get divorced. I think that is not really. <laughs> I don't really believe that's what uh, is the intention of why people were getting married. So again, it comes out like, well, what is it when we are seeking Jesus? why do we do that is it because we want him to say what we want him to say and even even using his words or half of his words against him to say i can do this or i can't do that or i have some ambition on my own or i i i oh i myers asked me to consider jesus and i'm considering jesus but i don't i have no intention of following jesus so I'll just pick places so I don't have to do that, because it's this hardness of hard attitude that these people come with. We see the contrast again of the people with the soft hearts. Jesus meets them. Here He confronts them. And, he, and again, you know he explains to them the whole thing again. They are so blind. He takes time to explain to them. You don't understand. You're ruining your own lives. You're misrepresenting the, the 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 who God is by the way you live. Shouldn't you turn around and repent? Instead of finding loopholes or supposedly loopholes you can control and people also. So then we we come to this we come to this uh, so this is an interesting passage where where the where the where the not the Bible where the disciples have to respond to this. So there's the I'm just like you know um, and I can go over here. This is the Bible. I'm over here. So I don't know. You can so now I'm speculating I'm thinking so this is not in the Bible but you can imagine the disciples they're standing there they're hearing Jesus talk about this and then apparently they were like what? they're like we should not get married this is impossible we, should, we shouldn't get married this is way better so Jesus uh, <laughs> apparently used this time of teaching to teach his disciples, "Hey, this is if you get married, this is a serious thing." We only know of one of the, the disciples being married, and that's Peter. We don't know if the other ones, are, it seems like they're not. I hope they're not, <laughs> because it would be be kind of stinky for their wives if they would would come with this, um, with with this attitude, and. And then we talked about about it a little before. It's like, well, what is that view? It must be way out of understanding of of what marriage is really supposed to be if it's something that just can be loosened or destroyed so easy. Apparently they don't have anything What we're not going to go into today, but they don't have anything about how Paul talks about it. It's Christ and the church. There's a picture of this. They have no idea about that. Not even... Israel and the church or anything early they don 't have any of those things, but they they, they conclude in the fast that oh well, well, then we should we should not get married this is way 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 too much way too big of a commitment and then Jesus clarifies something and i sometimes i i've had conversations with people about this some people. I guess the default in our society is that I should get a boyfriend, I should get a girlfriend, I should get married, I should have a family. Sometimes, and I'm trying to learn this over time, how about I don't assume that about everyone? How about I ask them about their gifts and what God has given them to? Because it's also clear from this text that not everyone should get married. A lot of people maybe should. But not everyone and Jesus explains this in in three different ways. he explains that and it's uh just to clarify this is not about making people eunuchs in the physical sense of of doing something this is <laughs> that he is using pictures as Jesus does and jesus says he says um, for there are eunuchs who have been eunuchs from birth, so there is there are some people." for whatever reason that God has made that they are not going to get married and so they shouldn't get married so it's a good thing to consider am I one of those people what is the gift that God has given me because some have the gift of singleness of celibacy some have the gift of marriage there's no better or worse it's two different gifts but it's always good to consider that and especially in a place like this or all churches where all us married people don't think oh now there's another person I should find them a wife or no let's get to know people (laughs) let's embrace them let's say like okay maybe their gifts are different and be like okay let's see where what God has for them let's not assume that what they need is another person let's let's encourage them to use their gifts so let them marry if they should marry. Let them not marry if they should not marry. So that's from birth. Then the second one is maybe more of a tragic one or not as good one. Because Jesus says, we have to have, four. there are, eunuchs who have been so from birth but they are eunuchs who have been made so by men so the, in the physical part that will be physical <laughs> but I, I would say you could also look at whatever happens to you in your upbringing might actually make you not fit for this so there's a clear gift from, the, from birth and then there's what happens to you in the course of your life then maybe that is not for you. And so, that could be whatever that is. And I think that maybe takes lots of discernment and things. But I think, as we're considering these things, he's just talked about marriage. Now he's talking about not marriage. And I think into both of them takes a lot of understanding of who God has made one to be. Not assuming that I am one if that is not the case. And not assuming that one of them is going to make me fulfilled and happy in a way that I can't be in the other state. And then we have the third one. Some have chosen. Uh, And there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. And then as a... Just before... So that is that is what the disciples maybe are going to say that they choose is that okay then then we're not gonna get married. This is too too much of commitment. But I think they misunderstand because the choosing of not something is not the solution. What they should have said is then Oh I'll give all my I'll give all my time, all I have as Paul talks about it, like, I will have more time. I will have less worry, and then I'll serve you more. Not like, oh, I don't want to take responsibility, <laughs> so that's why I don't do it. No, that's not, that's, I don't think that's what he's looking for. The third one is like, I am going to make a choice that all the energy I could have put into raising a family to uh, worry about those things, I am going to lay aside, and I will pour all that time Worry and concern out on serving. So it's a positive, what do you call it? It's a positive choice to make. Not like, oh, I'm irresponsible, I'm not going to do anything. I, that's, that's not the case. And then he, he ends as, as a prophet, as a prophet does, and said, let the one who is able to receive this receive this. He knows not everyone's going to understand. And so as we're going through these things of relationship, divorce, how do we come to Jesus? Do we have spite? Do we do this, his teaching about misunderstanding of scripture, misunderstanding of what it means to commit to a relationship? Both to God and to one another. Hey, maybe that's right. that's why it actually works in. Yeah. Um, So then, so then we're at this place, just thinking about those things, <laughs> and then, at the same time, he's teaching these things, and you say, well, "People can believe this," and then, and, and then people show up with children. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> the fruits of what the fruits of what would happen in a marriage. Some people come with this. Uh, Luke says, Luke's, "Luke, I did, I did not know that, I always assumed it was women, maybe that's my misunderstanding, but uh, Luke says it's a, it's a male uh, a word for the people, so it's apparently men that come with these children. So what is going to happen? Well, children are become, and the the people have intent that Jesus should pray for them. So I had this like one two, one so try to explain. So the first people seeking Jesus, Jesus meets them, he heals them, here. And then you have the two. The two ones are like, we want to trick Jesus and make him say what we want, so we can, so we can uh, punish him. Then we have another one. They really just, they really just want Jesus to pray for them. The scribes kind of slightly misunderstand, and they rebuked him. No, they don't. They, um, yeah, they rebuked him. But Jesus is like, no, 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 no. I, I have time. I can break these. Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And then he acts, puts his hands on them, he prays for them, and then he leaves. Okay, so what just happened here? Another group of people actually wants. To come to Jesus. And he lets them come. They get... They get what they seek after. He prays for the children. Now this is what we do in our church. We pray for the children. We don't put them in the baptismal. Because we believe that's... They have to make that choice themselves. But we believe that there's a there's a one quote about that good one in the end, I think last a second to last quote slides maybe <laughs> it says something like uh, oh that that comes afterwards, oh okay this old Matthew Henry he says all Christians should bring their children to the Savior that he may bless them with spiritual blessings so that's that's the encouragement you can take the next one and then I can try to get us there so this verse has been the Danish translation of the Bible not the Greek or not not the uh, English has been or in a very strict Lutheran one has been turned into these not such as these. Whether that is because they want to say that all children are saved, I think that is an issue. You cannot finger with the translation so it fits your theological purpose. I don't know Greek, but I knew people who knows. So they told me. He says, such as these. So this is not a blanket statement that all children are saved. that's it there it is (laughs) and so the first part is like the disciples still don't know that the good thing about the children is that they don't have much value at this point in time but they were somehow the greatest but it is not in this passage uh, passage that says there is universal salvation for all children. It is to show their status as how they come, and then you might like be. But what about this? What about this? What about this? I would go and say, point to the rest of the Bible and say, it is not the fathers. Uh, Will, it's not the Father who is in heaven that one of these little should perish. It's that tension of God's heart, but we can still not... See, when I went over here before, when I went over here before, is was to show that now I'm saying something that's not in the Bible. And I think the most important thing is that when I stand up here, I'm not going to say something that's not in there. We had this... this we I tried to read the... Um, I tried to read the Bible with Sadie we came to this <laughs> we came to this passage and she said like, is it over? I was like what do you mean? yeah it's so short but because she, she has been taught through children's Bibles that this is a long passage about how Jesus plays with the children hangs out with the children and different things and I understand I understand I understand what people are trying to do but it's not in there he prays for them and leaves. He doesn't stand and make cartwheels and different things. And I understand, but then we have to explain to the children, other people, Jesus, he loves you, he's engaged with you, he would all do this. But we can't say that that's what the, what, what the, what the passage says because it doesn't. And so w- we are going to get exposed when our children read it. And so I've got all goosebumps everywhere. We cannot be teaching things that's not in the Bible. Because the children see it. they come up and they're like, but that's not what they said in this. In the, and one of my kids, she also watched these shows, and we have good conversations, because she's like, but that's, that's not how they did it. And it's like, no, no, but let's see what it really says. I know, they're, they're trying to paint a picture, they're trying to do some things, but let's really see what's there. And let's not put things in there that are not. Because I think we're doing ourselves and the children a disservice if we say some things that are not there and also the same thing with other people if they ask us if we say st- things that are not true and then they start reading it's like but that's not what it says and so, so that's just really I just, yeah that's just really important and that's, that's the thing I have um, I didn't share my story but I felt like <laughs> and maybe this is totally uncalled for but I felt I had been lied to my whole life I felt like people had held away the truth from me because I was so blind I will till this day say I've never heard the gospel. But maybe that was because I was blind and dumb and I didn't have a spirit to hear, but I felt betrayed. I felt like, why didn't anybody tell me this? Why didn't people tell me about who Jesus was? And so I just, I, I really have a passion. Like, we really need to tell people what the Bible actually says. And, and, not, and not just make it fit so, so the story becomes good. Because the, the, the scripture will expose us when we try to cover it up, we had this one Bible story a long time ago where it was just you know <laughs> he just confronts us and saying like it was a, not a fan study. It was like, have you been Jesus's PR manager at some point? Have you been the P- P- PR manager of God, trying to smooth out his corners of him or Jesus? I was like, that's not your job. Like C.S. Lewis would say, like. Let the lion roar. It's not your job to make Jesus more uh, different than he is in reveals in Scripture. kind of confused myself out of this this tangent, but I think, I think that's actually one of the main things in the passage. is It's a misuse of scripture from the Pharisees. And the people that just come in faith in Jesus and want to hear more about him, Jesus shows. But if we have a heart of like, I want to just prove God, I want to just prove like, he's just like, no, it doesn't work that way. And even if we try to do it in good meaning, we'll just end up in a not so good place being exposed by scripture when the people read the scripture so let's hold to the scripture let's hold to who got is. there's so much beautiful things there's so many beautiful things about who Jesus is uh, I have to stop myself but I just there was my <laughs> my wife comes home after this conference and my daughter also says hey, the lady said something that wasn't in the Bible <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> Kylie explains later what the, what the lady said was fine. She just used the wrong, wrong scripture. And, and it's just, I, I think that's concerning. Like, and I don't say we all have the same gifts, but then she should ask, somebody, I'm speaking about this, can somebody help me to the right scripture? And I, re- I really try to do this when I do this. And, I, and you know, in the Bible study, you, some of you get a little annoyed and I say, like, no, let's try to stay in this place. Let's try to have the scripture right here bear weight on us so we don't get a, oh, but God says this in a different place. Because then we (laughs) just keep finding the places we like. Um, Yeah. (laughs) There is no donkey. I have searched and searched the scriptures. There is no donkey. In the Christmas story, there is no donkey one of the <laughs> great, one of the great <laughs> great things that I, I was tricked to believe there's no mention of no donkey, but it 's always there on prescript- she 's always riding a donkey to Bethlehem and different things but it, there is no mention it's just it's just you know, just <laughs> it's just to prove my point. Or the other point is like when Cain and Abel offer to the Lord, Cain's offering is rejected by smoke that goes to the ground, but that has never been in the Bible. God says it's about his attitude, it's not about whether smoke went up or sideways. Alright, so all I'm saying is we need to know <laughs> we need to know the real scriptures. And we need to have a heart to want to know who Jesus really is and not go to all sorts of other places. So that's the end. The end is, what is it? And of course, because you've given yourself to Jesus today, you've given yourself to to the fellowship, so we do really want God. We really do want to be right in God's eyes, not in our own eyes. We really do want to live for His heavenly kingdom and not our own kingdom. I want to hold to the scriptures true, I want to teach what's true with the glory God. That He's God. And I am here and I have gifts. And just like we said in the beginning, I have those gifts so that I can serve him and you guys and invite all the people in. So do we love God most than ourselves and then our neighbour. That's the invitation from today's text. And um, if you're out there in here and you don't know, it's okay not to know. But I would say, consider who Jesus is. Ask somebody who brought you. Ask somebody who you got the link from. Can you share more about who Jesus is? Why is Jesus so important? Why, why do we give our lives to him? because of the hardness of our hearts God sent Jesus to come into this earth live a perfect life willingly dying on the cross for us and rising again so we can be justified rising up into heavens, praying for us until he comes back the good news is that we can be reconciled to God in that way and that's the beautiful beautiful offer that's there and the people with tender hearts and listening to the Holy Spirit, we can have their eyes open and can follow. So that's that is the thing that God offers. Let's pray. <sighs> Heavenly Father, thank you for <coughs> this day. Thank you for your kindness and goodness towards us and thank you for giving us passions and gifts that um, that you want us to share with people and, and encourage one another I just pray for all like listening to this and hearing this Lord that that your Holy Spirit is is, is stirring in them and in them um, fanning in the flame the gifts that they've been given to serve you I, I pray I pray the fear is going away from what other people think and uh, um Joy and gladness, and uh, are raising up in them um, joy of who you are, Jesus, and all that you've done. And I want to just pray in the end for the people that are sick in our fellowship. I know there's a few people, and pray you meet them there in the sickness um, and you restore them back to health. Um, yeah, pray for that pray for us as we are going to celebrate your body uh, poured out and your bread (laughs) your bread (laughs) your body broken Lord uh, we thank you praise you for that you make it possible for us to have our sins forgiven and be restored to you and we pray as we come to celebrate that Lord we we recognize that and we praise you for it and that we are looking forward to to you coming back um, through that celebration thank you for yesterday and Thanksgiving thank you for the new people that came I pray they were blessed by what they heard and what they experienced may they also be touched by that pray for the ex- <laughs> more call it um, the leftover foods that, that we can enjoy afterwards and we pray for that as well and um, yeah Lord I thank you in Jesus name and so...